And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great Until I saw the city Welcome back to Straight from the Source of Michael Russo. Thanks as always for listening. Appreciate it. As always, uh, my guest today, Philip Gustafson, the NHL's leader in goals against average and save percentage since November 19th. Uh, Mr. Consistency has just been absolutely outstanding for the Wild. Um, and he'll need to continue to be now that the Wild suddenly find themselves without Kirill Kaprizov for the next three to four weeks. We'll discuss that uh, with Philip Gustafson later in the show. Um, we talked to Philip about um, just his new stardom and what he is like, uh, what it is like dealing with this new fan that he has here in the Twin Cities. Uh, obviously, a huge, huge fan favorite. And uh, what it's like to be mentored by a guy like Marc Andre Fleury. Um, his goalie coach, who is a woman, by the way, we talk about uh, her and how much she has done uh, for his game uh, back in Sweden. We talk about his love of disc golf. He's actually going to go out uh, on Arizona in this road trip and uh, go out with Johnny Merrill um, out in Arizona on Monday. Uh, pre-game rituals, a lot of great questions, a lot of great questions from uh, 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 people on Twitter. And that's why I always ask uh, fans what you would ask a certain player or a certain subject that I'm talking about on the podcast. Cause you all always ask better questions that I would ever think of. And, and the questions to Kirill um, today were absolutely outstanding. And um, a, a couple of them, I, I do feel guilty. He, he was a little pressed for time because he had to get to the team plane to fly to San Jose. And so um, I got a couple of really cool, I got a video from a parent too with, um, with, child's uh, question for him and a couple other things that unfortunately I just wasn't able to get to, but uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk to Philip Gustafson 
uh, over the upcoming years here as he uh, almost certainly will be in a wild uniform for a while. Um, right now, they have not really dug into deep into contract negotiations. Um, that is something that they sort of punted till post trade deadline. And I'm sure that Chris O'Hearn and his agent uh, will so- soon really get down to the nitty gritty and try to negotiate what is going to be a complicated trade from a uh, complicated deal for myriad reasons, actually, because if you think about it, the, you got to pay this guy. Um, but term-wise, you really can't go too far if you still think the Esper Offset is the future number one of this franchise. So it's not like you can just give him a five- or six-year deal. So that is just going to be interesting on what the price point winds up being. Does it even go above three? Who knows? Um, and what the term will be uh, as they continue to buy time for Jesper Wallstead. And then, you know, if, if the Wild are in a position where Philip just continues to ascend and turns out to a stud, now the Wild are going to have a decision to make. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, let's talk about Kirill Kaprizov. You know what I love about professional sports? We, we report yesterday that, um, well, we report obviously the other night when, when Kirill gets hurt in Winnipeg. And for the next really, not 24 hours, but 18 hours, there was obviously understandably a ton of fear in the marketplace with wild fans, um, you know, constantly asking for updates, really genuine concern about uh, what this team will look like without Kirill Kaprizov, because I think we all knew that it was going to be a while. Um, And then after reporting news yesterday that he would be out three or four weeks with the lower body injury, um, you know, it, it, it did feel again, understandably with the, with the, uh, with the fan base and around the league that this team was going to suddenly fall apart and miss the playoffs and the sky was falling and all that stuff. And what I love about professional sports is even though everybody in that locker room knows how important Kirill Kaprizov is to this franchise and to their ability to win and their ability to score. You would never know today that they got such bad news. Like Dean Evison was in a great mood. You walk in the locker room, everybody was in a great mood. Uh, they were all watching the Herman Down Matamida game in the locker room. Sammy Walker was telling stories about his old days as a high school player and playing in the state tournament. Uh, Reeves and Galagoski, who who obviously uh, has a high school uh, hockey uh, pedigree. Um, we're all joking about the celebrations and 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 the you know exuberant celebrations by a lot of these high school athletes. Matt Dumbo was trying to convince guys in the locker room to dye their hair uh, blonde and to really embrace the high school hockey here in the state. And everybody was just joking around, like it, like obviously this team is nine zero and two in its last eleven and on eleven game point streak. But again, you think that you walk in today and you'd have this this aura, this air of like fret in the locker room and 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 all that type of stuff, and it just doesn't exist. And that's just the nature of being a professional athlete, the whole next man up attitude. Now that's easier said than done when it's Kirill Kaprizov and the guy has scored twenty five percent of the Wild's goals this year, and lately it feels like. 50% of the Wilds goals this year. Um, but you know what? The Wild have points in 11 straight games. And in the last two games, really the last three games, he has not been great. And yet they have continued to win. And so I think that says um, one reason why this team right now is not just scared to death. Now, a loss or two, that could change everything. Um, but right now, at least going in, they're still extremely confident. Um, and I just think that that just shows you that this team has the ability to win without him. Um, obviously, he draws a lot of attention when he's in the lineup, even when he's not scoring. And that makes it a lot easier to maybe for other guys to to you know get free and score goals. But he hasn't scored in three straight games. And yet 
the team continues to win and other guys are starting to score on this team. Uh, we're seeing offense from other guys and we've actually seen this team score three goals a game in two of the last three games, four if you include the empty netter, obviously, in, in Winnipeg by Mason Shaw. So, you know, this team, I don't think this is the worst thing in the world, provided that Kirill in three to four weeks is ready to, re- one, return, but be 100% and that this is not going to be a situation like, say, 2018 when Jared Spurgeon came back from the torn hamstring and played against the Winnipeg Jets. And it was very clear that he was skating on one leg. So as long as he is ready to return, I think that, and, and be Kirill Kaprizov and get in a groove with a week left in the regular season, which would, would be the tail end of the window. I think that, that, um, you know, puts the wild in a position where in over these next three to four weeks, they can get other guys scoring, but also learn how to win without Kirill Kaprizov. And I think that can only um, help in the playoffs. So we'll see um, if it happens uh, it, right now in practice today. And it's exactly what I expected. Uh, Sam Steele took over Kirill Kaprizov's spot on the top line with Ryan Hartman and Matt Zuccarello. Now, it'll be very easy for Dean Evison to adjust if this doesn't work. But the team, again, has points in 11 straight games, largely because of chemistry amongst the three uh, line, the four lines, but the three below them as well, and their ability to defend with structure. So to respond to Kirill Kaprizov's injury right off the hop by overhauling the entire lines and taking Johansson and putting him on the top line or Boldy putting him on the top line and this guy there and that guy there, it's not what I expected today. Um, I think that they want to have consistency, uh, continued consistency on the second, third, and fourth lines and see if Steele, who played really well in his last game in Calgary, can come into the lineup and produce with Zuccarello and Hartman. If it doesn't work, you can easily throw Boldy there. You can either easily throw Johansson there. You know, if it doesn't work in San Jose and you have to make a response in Arizona or St. Louis, you could even take Steele out of the lineup, move Johansson to the top line and put Sammy Walker, who is recalled from Iowa, back with Boldy and Erickson Eck. And if, if people remember in the games earlier this season that Sammy Walker has played in the wild uniform it was one of the best games uh, or some of the best games that we've seen Matt Boldy play all year long. So maybe that speed and skill can complement Boldy. But right now, right off the beginning where they have points in 11 straight games, I think if you overhaul all the entire lines, you are creating that um, belief in the locker room that they're panicking here and trying to uh, scramble things. And then you run the risk of not only lack of chemistry on lines, but then the defensive structure, which is the reason why this team is winning. Then you... uh, uh, really risk all of a sudden everything becoming disheveled and, and convoluted. So I am I am shocked, frankly, <laughs> at the response on Twitter today. Like, I don't know what people expected. It was clear that when Sammy Walker was called up initially that he was going to be the extra guy, and it made all the sense in the world to show up to practice today and see, him see Sam Steele in that top line. Um, so I'm, I'm a little blown away, uh, frankly, or maybe I shouldn't be at, at some of the reaction on Twitter today. Like this was uh, at all a surprise to me. It makes all the sense in the world. And again, if it doesn't work in San Jose, you can change it in game or change it in Arizona and St. Louis and the games coming up. So we'll see uh, what happens here. The good news is that they are getting great goaltending from Philip Gustafson, uh, great goaltending from Marc-Andre Fleury, who Flower is coming off a uh, 46 save game the other night. Uh, Excuse me, 44, but 46 shots on goal. Um, And he right now has won his last four starts with a 123 goals against average and 960 save percentage. So much stuff was going on in practice today, by the way, that... um, 
we we actually didn't ask uh, who was starting in goal. And if you'll hear on this podcast, Gus didn't tell me. It wouldn't shock me if they started Flower in in, in um, San Jose just because he's coming off a great game. And maybe you put the Gustafson against Arizona on a second of back-to-back where the guys could be tired and have somebody and have him really uh, be the wall back there uh, behind a tired group with some tough travel. San Jose to Arizona isn't actually the quickest flight in the world. Um and the other reason why I think that is that sometimes, you know, coaches are a little superstitious. And when the Wild came out of the break in Arizona, they lost a really disappointing game there. And even though I think Flurry was good in that game, he started that game. And so since Flurry got the loss in Arizona, maybe you change things up, throw Gustafson at him and, and throw uh, Flurry in San Jose and give him the front end of a back to back behind a team that is um, definitely uh, should be fresh. Uh, the Wild uh, the other night in Winnipeg had their shutout streak snapped at 198 minutes and 33 seconds. Um, that is a new franchise record. Um, so they are continuing to play well. Flower now 12 wins from passing Patrick Waugh for five, for uh, second all-time. 551 victories is what Waugh had. And again, uh, Flower's at 530. So tw- 11 from tying, 12 um, from catching him, uh, team's starting to play well. Mark Marcus Foligno, one of his best games of the season the other night in Winnipeg, um, scored a goal, drew a penalty, um, just playing really well, assisted on a goal by Freddie Goudreau. So uh, he's playing really well. Mason Shaw, that was one of his best games in a while. How about the how about the Jake Middleton and Jared Spurgeon pair right now with Jonas Brodeen out of the lineup? Uh, the, since uh, Brodeen is out of the lineup, the Wild are 6-0-2 of their 9-0-2. And uh, the Jet and the Jake Middleton Jared Spurgeon um, uh, pair has not been on the ice for a goal, I don't believe. Um, and uh, in that six zero and two streak, the Wild have allowed eight goals, so they just continue to be outstanding. Uh, yeah, so uh, they've allowed zero goals against in two hundred minutes without Brodie. At five on five, they've been on a nine zero goal advantage, so uh, they are playing absolutely awesome. I'm trying to think what else. Um, obviously we all know what happened with pride night the other night, the wild did a ton of initiatives, but they made a last second change where they did not wear the jerseys. Um, Jack Jablonski actually was flown in, uh, from LA to do the let's play hockey. As you know, in the athletic earlier this season, uh, he came out, um, in a story that I wrote when I went out and visited him out in California. And, uh, he was wearing the pride night Jersey had the jabs patch on it. Uh, Those were the jerseys that all the players were supposed to wear with the jabs patch. And next thing you know, the wild emerged and they weren't wearing him. Um, you could read the real reason why in today's athletic. Uh, hopefully, everybody gives uh, uh, reads that story and understands a little more on why the Wild made this um, decision, a tough decision that they did call all their partners in advance, um, including Twin Cities Pride. And um, and it's very clear that a lot of the partners, including Twin Cities Pride, was understanding of the decision that the Wild made. So hopefully, everybody reads that story and gets a better understanding. But you know, the one thing that is just um, uh, totally. A fallacy that uh, has been portrayed some places is that the Wild canceled Pride Night. That is not true. Um, the Wild did a ton of initiatives that day. 17 guys uh, taped the blades of their sticks or the shafts of their sticks uh, in the Pride tape. Johnny Merrill and his wife, Jessica, um, brought in a bunch of um, um, uh, fans to sit in suites and gave tickets away, did a meet, meet and greet after as well. So that's the type of stuff that should have been celebrated. And the reason why also this st- these stories 
are hard to report on is because it really does take away of all the good that the Wild were trying to do that night. While at the same time, the Tampa Bay Lightning were down in Tampa, not wearing pride jerseys either, but it wasn't, they didn't get no flack whatsoever because they were never supposed to. So um, more than half the league this year actually have not worn pride jerseys. So um, because of the story that I wrote with Joe Smith and a number of my colleagues at The Athletic, which you will uh, can all read, you'll get a better understanding of why the teams um, are suddenly pivoting a bit. And my gut says that the pride jerseys because of this might be a thing of the past in future years um, because of this very big dilemma that the wa- that the, t- the league has right now with uh, Russian players and a law that passed in early December, um, an anti- anti-gay uh, propaganda law. So hopefully everybody reads that and gets a better understanding. Um, Joe Smith is on the road trip um, to San Jose, Arizona, and um and st louis so hopefully everybody reads his always exceptional coverage i'm going down to the gm's meetings on sunday in fact uh lou nanny is on my flight he's in town doing the uh during this state high school hockey tournament for the 59th year and he's actually going back down to west palm beach where he lives in the off season even though he gave that great speech at the winter classic like us minnesotans we deal with the cold and then he got on a flight right after and went back down to florida uh, I love to kid Louie about that. But um, Louie's up here for the state high school. He's actually going to Florida. So we're going to get to chat on the plane and then uh, get dinner down there. But um, I'm going down there to cover the GM's meetings. In fact, maybe on Sunday night, I'll be able to watch the actual uh, wild game at Arizona with Bill Guerin. Who knows? Um, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are the meetings. Full coverage in The Athletic that hopefully everybody will read. I'll be doing some podcasts as well. Um, potentially with for the Athletic Hockey Show with uh, Billy Zito, Kenny Holland, maybe even Daniel Breer, who replaced Chuck Fletcher today and became interim GM of the Flyers. And my gut says that Daniel Breer will be the next GM of the Philadelphia Flyers. It just feels like they've been grooming him for that for a while. Uh, Jonas Bordin is on the trip to practice. He was on the ice today. Uh, so that's good news that he's getting closer to returning. Brandon Duhame, it's not known yet, actually, if he went on the trip. Dean didn't know they were deciding that. Uh, but Gus Nyquist will also be um, on the trip to get to know his teammates. But the good news is that Nyquist, Duhame, and Brodian all skated today um, down at Trier Rink. But without further ado, um, hopefully everybody will enjoy this podcast and get a better um, you know, understanding and get to know Philip Gustafson a lot more. But first, here's a word from one of our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, as mentioned, really happy to be joined by uh, Philip Gustafson, uh, the Wilds' revelation this season, uh, leading the league in goals against average and save percentage since Thanksgiving, uh, Philip, and it it just keeps on going. Uh, what has been the biggest uh, key to this success this season? No, I I, I just think consistency. Um, usually you have a few good games and you have a few bad games, and 
and if you can eliminate as many bad games as possible, you, you usually can can get those percentage up pretty high. And and I think I managed to to have a very few bad games this year. Um, and I think that helps the confidence and and the confidence for for the guys in front of me too when I'm when I'm playing. So. Yeah, and the, I'll tell you. I mean, it, it just does seem like this team defends better than most teams I've ever covered here, and I've covered a lot of incredibly good defending teams uh, here in Minnesota. Um, would you would you agree with that? I mean, it, it does seem like you have to make the big saves at times in games, especially lately. But but that that you're really uh, able to really uh, get great play in front of you. Yeah, yeah. No, they like we gave up a, not too many great day chances. Uh, like you always can have two on ones. Uh, breakaways and that type of stuff, and 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 then they trust me with the with the first save, and and when I leave a rebound, they're they're usually there to to scoop out the the leftovers. Uh, the biggest news, obviously, coming into practice today is, is Karel Kaprizov's going to be out three to four weeks. Um, how, I was shocked in the locker room just now how everybody was still in great spirits. I mean, guys watching the Matamidi Hermantown game, you uh, you know, everybody just uh, you know laughing away and things like that. It, it does seem like this team is not rattled by this right now. No, you like you're gonna have injuries throughout the year. Um, players coming in, players coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, it of course it's a big impact when it's our our top scorer going out, and it's the the end of the year push here. But like I th I think a few guys gonna like step up and and fill his shoes a little bit. Probably with no one is gone and, and feel more not pressure, but more more. Um, more the need to, to step in mm -hmm. and and do the job he has been doing. So it's never good with injuries, but it might be a good thing for a team for for a few other guys to to step in there and and score score some goals. Right, for us. score some goals, learn how to win with with Al and, and things like that going into the playoffs. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like well, you grew up obviously in Sweden. When when did you when did you decide? Hey, this is the position I want to do. So I, I I think I got my first goal again when I was. Six, six or seven, maybe. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I played goalie from 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 then, and then I was a forward in a different team. So I played both goalie and and forward for two teams until I was twelve, and then when I was twelve, I moved to the to like the the biggest team mm -hmm. in our city, and and then I kind of got forced to to choose what position I want to play, and and I I thought goalie was more fun you got to play all the time so that's why i choose it right and you uh i mean i mean immediate success there obviously and i when did you realize like this is like i'm gonna play this for the rest of my life and try to become an nhl player um well i i was always like i was kind of playing with one year older group mm -hmm. most of my my time and and then we we won like the kind of like the providence cup kind of mm -hmm. uh so we won that one, and I and I pretty much got to choose what school I want I wanted to go to, and like what kind of education team I wanted to go to, and I went up to Lulu there, and mm -hmm. and I got selected to a few national team tournaments, and and it felt like my my game was really good, and mm -hmm. that's when I thought like maybe I have a chance here to to push it all all the way. Uh, when did you meet your goalie coach and t tell everybody about her? Uh, so so she was. Uh, before you before you get selected to the national team, you usually go to like regions camp. So I mm -hmm. was in the the north region, and and she was one of the the goalie coaches there for the first time. Um, 
And she played for a long time, right? Yeah, she she played herself. What's her name again? Uh, Linda. Right. Uh, so she played herself, and then um, her dad was the goalie for for Lulu in the in the SHL too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she she kind of she did half time uh, teacher job at school, and then half time goalie coach, and then and then she got uh, a full time goalie coach position for for the junior teams there. Um, and that's kind of. That's kind of why I decided to to go to Lulu in the first place too, because my hometown didn't have a have a goalie coach or a full time goalie coach for for the junior teams, mm-hmm. and and Lulu was already producing a, a lot of goalies like Anders Nilsson, Johan uh, Gustafsson that was mm-hmm. here, and and a few others. So it felt like the right way to go to, like I I had kind of the the skill set, the base skills. I I just didn't have con- like haven't had controlled my uh, my style style yet um, right so i was just all over the net all the time i was just moving way too much and just being all over there and then she kind of calmed my my game down and and we worked a lot on the on more technique stuff mm-hmm. and now she is your goalie coach on the side too yeah i usually yeah. i usually try and go there um all the time in the summer when 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 we get the ice i, I drive up there and we and practice get her uh, text her and call her and still do she still does like i'm still in the goalie group for mm-hmm. for lulu goalies and you you see her post uh like the videos from our games over here so mm-hmm. she she i know she still follows and watch almost every game right. uh you're playing next to a legend obviously mark andre Fleury is, is an amazing 12 wins from second all time in the national hockey league it's, it, it is unreal what's it been like uh kind of getting uh working with him and and maybe even being mentored by him yeah, no, it's it's been great. Like ever since I got there, is I got a text in the summer right when I got traded, and he was like, "Hey, if if you, I'm brand new to to Minnesota also, mm-hmm. but if you need something, I maybe can help you out." And and ever since he's been such a good guy, like welcoming me and and funny and so easy to talk to. And then like on the ice, is so much like he competes out there, and then mm-hmm. he always asks like small details and and still try and push his game to to the very next step and he's and he's already played 970 plus games or yeah. so and he still tries to find that little extra to to make a, a extra save yeah um he uh we were just talking about linus Olmark's goal the other day do you know linus at all um uh, no okay uh Best dressed Swedish goalie. No offense, uh, I've ever seen. I've never seen a goalie like uh, he, he put on a show at the All Star Game. His threads and everything. Um, but we were just talking about Linus Allmark and the goalie goal the other day, and that, I mean, he was amazed. One that you would do that in a one goal game, and two, the I mean, the the lift he had on the puck. I mean, I think sailed right over the far blue line. Uh, what do you think of the goal, first of all? And and uh, have you ever scored a goal? No, I, no, I haven't scored a scored a goal. I I think I need to to get a different hook on my stick like more <laughs> of a banana hook or something uh but his goal it looks so casual too it, yeah. he just went out there stopped it i think he stopped it on the back and he just turned up yeah. like didn't think any of it and then just boom it was just <laughs> landing on the far blue line almost and yeah it's it's cool when when those stuff happens it's it's you you just have to have perfect timing too because there's just if there's one defenseman there you can just take it down with his hand and it's all ruined so perfect timing with with the other team being a little too casual and, right and they dumped the puck at the right time at you too so that's so cool yeah he uh flower was funny he said his dream is actually to uh catch a puck and then to kick it out of the zone 
<laughs> which does not shock me that that would be Flowers' dream to do that. I told him, make sure you have like a three or four goal lead, please. <laughs> I don't want to have to be the guy like Anderson this year when he did it and it hit the guy and then wound up in his own net. You don't want to be that that guy. Um, uh, tell me about disc golf. That is your passion. We talked about that during training camp a lot. I, I know I actually called a buddy of mine and he sent you a bunch of stuff. Um, what's your favorite course? Uh, people asked also, what's your favorite disc to throw and why do you love it? Ooh, um, well, I'm so I'm I'm from Skellefteå, uh, so that's where they make the Latitude 64 discs. Okay, so that's like where the factory and where where it all started, and they also make the uh, they also make the disc. Ooh, now I forgot it, but they they make a another brand in the same factory. Uh, so I usually try and play with the the Latitude 64 discs. Um, I don't know if I if I have any specific favorite favorite uh, disc really. Mm-hmm. How about course, like um, both America yeah, and Sweden? So, so, well, in my hometown we don't have too many different courses. <laughs> we have like this this main one with uh, I think it's like four different layouts there, and that's pretty much where where you always go and play. Uh, here I, I we we try and go to Bryant Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that course. It's it's pretty close to us and. Like it looks like they take really good care of it, and right. And who who are some of the, you? You play with John Merrill a lot, right? Yeah, I I talked. I actually talked to him out here on the ice today because we have a we have a day off in in Arizona on Monday, I think. Yeah. And I thought maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna bring the disc here on the road so we can we can go and play. And he's like, yeah, do it. Bring some extra for me too because <laughs> he already had his gear with him here to practice it, so he wasn't going home. So we're gonna see if we can find a, a time and and a course down in Arizona to to get around in. That's awesome. Let's go to some Twitter questions. I got some great ones. Um, this is from Grayson. He wants to know just how you're dealing with this new fame that you have. I mean, you see how popular you are with wild fans. You're you're every day. We're seeing you're the reigning third star of the week. Um, how how are you handling this uh, mentally? Just this uh, this ascension to being such a great goalie in this league. No, I I, I try and see it as. I'm kind of Philip the hockey player, and then I'm I'm Philip outside of of hockey too. So as soon as I kind of leave the rink, I, I have my my friends back home in Sweden. I usually play video games with in the <laughs> afternoons and and kind of relax. And uh, the friends I'm usually with with online and and back home in in the summer is is no hockey players at all. They they pretty much have no relations to hockey. So it's kind of easy for me not to to talk about hockey or or anything like that when when I'm with them and and then when I'm at the rink it's it's so fun because it, it's kind of everyone here loves hockey and, and then you have Krill and and Fleury that takes up most of the most of the fans when you, when you <laughs> walk by with them to the bus and, and stuff like that so you can kind of like sneak around it a little bit <laughs> that's great uh, brett marshall wants to know february 21st there's a really cool moment when you were being interviewed by kevin gorg where you really look like you soaked in the standing ovation you were getting from the fans what was that moment like because it it looked like it was pretty emotional yeah no it's like he, he started asking that first question and and everyone's just start sharing and and i just didn't have i couldn't like um say anything it was too loud in there and you just kind of have to stand there soak it in that they're they're applauding and, and cheering for for my performance and yeah that's 
that was a super cool moment. Uh, Blake wants to know, which is your, uh, you, now seven Swedes on this team. We saw the really cool video that the Wild did online the other day where you <laughs> handed phones to different Swedes. What's your favorite Swede, he wants to know. My favorite Swede. <laughs> favorite uh, Swedish teammate, if you had to pick oh, on one. on the teammate? Yeah, yeah. On, on this team or, yeah. or all time? Uh, all time, too. That'd be good, too. Uh, I think on this team, I I kind of like Broads. Broads is very laid back, very very funny um so i would choose broads on this team uh, probably the best looking swede on the team too <laughs> uh, uh, all time Ooh, i i used to play in lula i used to play with uh, a defenseman called jan sandstrom he was i don't know if he still has the record but he used to have the the record for most games played in in the shell and mm -hmm. he was he was a really cool guy to to get the last two years of his career with that's cool tanner wants to know which swede has the best hair on the team yeah um oh we got some new ones sunquist with a long and and clingy with long i think klingberg probably now <laughs> uh pre-game rituals bruce wants to know do you have any um i always eat mashed potatoes uh, meatballs with graving and lingonberry sleep mm -hmm. for two hours between two and four um I'm always the last, almost the last guy to always come to rink. I'm always <laughs> a, a time um, optimist. So I always leave way too late. <laughs> um, play some, play some sewer, and then I, I, uh, I just always try to get dressed at the 27th, 27th minute mark uh, before the games. Otherwise, I, I, yeah, yeah, I always just change the stick yeah. usually. After warmest, that's yeah. pretty much it. It's funny that I'm staring at your uh, sweatshirt and you're wearing number 32. And I was talking to Nicholas Backstrom, the Wilds all-time winning his goalie the other day in the press box. He works for Columbus, and he's Swedish mom. I, I, I think his yeah, his, his dad's Swedish or his mother's Swedish, and his buddy's uh, from Finland. But we were talking about how he, you guys are very similar in your styles and net in terms of being mechanical, quiet. Where do you learn that style? No, oh, I, I just think that's how the nor northern people are pretty mm -hmm. much in Sweden. So if if you go up to to talk to the most of the people from the north, they usually have, don't talk too much. Mm -hmm. So when you come down to Stockholm and, and the south, they usually talk way more than they listen. So I, I, I just think that's how we how we grew up. We're, we're more, way more calm and collected and, and more quiet and more nature people a little bit, I would say. Uh, Maddie wants to know your favorite thing about Minnesota. Um, probably the snow. Really? Uh, I, I I always grew up with snow. I always had always had snow the whole year, and and when when the first snow come all year, or the f this first snow of the year, and it's always get white out there. It's it's so beautiful, and you hate when it's cold, but all the snow is it's so beautiful, and you can can play with it. You can do much different types of sports. You can snowboard. You can cross-country ski, be out with the dogs, play with them. It's such a beautiful time of the year. That's awesome. What kind of dogs do you have? Uh, a Dalmatian and an Australian Shepherd. Wow, that's cool. Um, is it easy to get them over from like Sweden? Yep. Yep, yep. Just right on the plane that's loud or? or yeah, yep. yeah. So you you kind of have these special cages you, mm -hmm. you buy for them, and they then they sit under the pilot usually. Uh -huh. So they sit next to each other under the pilots <laughs> back and forth. That's awesome. Colin, uh, what is the thing that you miss most about Sweden? Um, well, except my friends, it's usually uh, 
different type of foods. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a little, it's a lot of craving stuff you you have from home now. It's like your, yeah, different type of spices, gravings, yeah. uh, just the home cooked meals generated from your grandma, mom, and and those type of stuff. That's great. Uh, Twin Cities favorite restaurant. This is from Maggie. Ooh. Um, so we, yeah, we we live in 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 Edina, and we have this uh, this pizza place right next to us. It's called, ooh, what's it called? Uh, so many guys recommended yeah. it first when I moved there. I'm trying to think what it would be. Huh? Hello. Pizza. Hello. Hello? No. No. It's right on the on the Circus there. You go off on Circus and you you go towards Lola. Minneapolis. Lola? Lola? Yeah. Lola. Lola, okay. that's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Kirk Chains wants to know your uh, your verse retro. He loves them. Uh, where do you where do you design it? How do you how do you come up with it? So I, I talked to the bar rep and I said, let's do something more old school. So I asked him to send a few different like uh, options. So I got, I think I had eight different options. I, I had two of them that had like similar, similar design as I have uh, on my normal sets. And then I had like six of them that was more, more retro. Some of them were like older Bauer mm -hmm. designs. And then, and then I saw that set and I just thought that one was going to look the best. Uh, so yeah. that's why I picked it. Outstanding. Uh, Eric wants to know what you think of your nickname, Gus Bus. Yeah, no, that's, that's the first year. I, I don't mind it at all. It's it's <laughs> it rhymes and yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I'm it. sure you like the T-shirts <laughs> that were made too, right? Yep. Um, uh, this is a question. Wants to know your. Uh, I can't see who said this, but the hardest uh, player to stop in practice. In practice, ooh, uh, yeah. I, the easy answer is always say Krill on, the, on those ones, but I, I think. Um, Suk is always kind of sneaky. Sometimes yeah. he, he comes in in full speed. Sometimes he comes in more laid back, and you, and you never know where he's gonna shoot. Kind of same as on the punish shots. He comes in there and and disconnects his control mm -hmm. and just hold it there, and then just either make a move yeah. or, or fling it. So Sucarello is is pretty hard. Yeah. If you, as an opposing goalie, what do you think of uh, Eric Snack's style? I mean, nobody on this uh, team gets into more goal mouth scrums. He, goalies hate him. He's yeah. always in their kitchen. Like, what, what do you think of, uh, like, you would probably hate going up against him, right? Yeah, no, for sure. He's he's in my face in practice, too. He always, <laughs> on me, if he scores a goal, he always screams at me to, to try and stop the puck harder and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's always, like, when they are in front of there, you, you try and find the puck and see, and they're always there. It's so frustrating, and you know when when you get punches in the face, you, you're doing a good job. So I think when when he gets in so many scrums, he's, he's doing a really good job there. Um, Brian Good wants to know uh, the card table game. Uh, we everybody joked that Duhame's going to be kicked <laughs> out of it. Yep. Now Duhame's hurt, but uh, is it a pretty crazy uh, poker game on the plane? Yeah, no, yeah, Dewey was kicked out. Uh, we got <laughs> Plingy now, and apparently uh, Broads is coming on the plane today and, yep. and Nyquist, so we're going to see how we're going to fit this. <laughs> if, if I'm going to get kicked out, and Eki is the, in the second second youngest Swede. Yeah. Sunquist isn't playing with us. Um, so we'll see if me and Eki gets kicked out, actually, and, and see what happens. Um, uh, who's the best poker player? Oh, um, I think Marcus... 
Marcus is is a very smart and he's always like he always sits there and think about how everyone else is playing it and he's always like he kind of thinks out loud a little bit like without saying what types of card it is <laughs> and he's like yeah you lay that so you must have this you and stuff like that and, yeah. and then he always calls you out when you when you misdo something and you play the wrong stuff and he's like why would you do that and so he he's he's know what what he's doing it does not shock me about johansson um heater wants to know are your favorite goalie growing up Ooh, uh, when I, well, I, I never got to see some, too many NHL games because they were all in the middle of the night. But when I, when I find some highlights and that stuff, I, I used to watch uh, uh, Kerry Price, um, Varlamov, and uh, Braden Holtby was mm -hmm. like the three goalies I usually watch the highlights of. Uh, I, yeah, I, Everyone loves Hendrik, so that's kind of why I why I didn't like really look <laughs> yeah. at him too much because he was everyone loved him. So I kind of try and find someone else to to look at a little more. Right. Uh, so I'd say those three. Yeah. Talk about good looking Swedes, though. Yeah, you know, he probably is a little better than Broads. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Meg Vincent has a couple questions, random questions from her kids. I uh, want to know uh, what was your favorite subject in school? Favorite subject in school. Um, uh, yeah, you always had the sports classes. You were always good at those <laughs> ones. Uh, but I, when I was, I would say, um, like we had, we had a class with woodwork usually uh, half of the year, every year. So you, you got to do stuff. So half of the year you did like uh, uh, sewing stuff. So you, and, and half of the year you did like woodwork and, uh -huh. and stuff like that. So those classes were always like, do something different, use right. your hands more, um, instead of like more of those thinking ones. Right, right, and, and doing math or something. Yeah, so yeah. usually those ones when you use your hands yeah. a little more. Uh, Meg's uh, uh, child also wants to know your favorite ice cream flavor. Well, I, I start to always buy the the mint uh, vanilla. Okay. So if I go and buy a Ben Jerry's or something, it's always that, I think it's a mint chunk or something like that. Okay. Uh, f final questions. Uh, some more rapid fire. This is from Hideki. He wants to know your favorite TV series. Favorite TV series? Oh, um, right now we're watching you. 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 How about movie? Uh, Fast and Furious. Um, your uh, favorite song or artist? Uh, Martin Garrix. Okay. Is that uh, like uh, Dr. Actually, uh, Oldbridge also wants to know your favorite uh, metal band since you're Swedish. Metal band, uh, Iron Maiden. Okay. Uh, favorite city to visit? Um, I like Florida weather. Um, favorite hockey moment? Ooh, uh, my first NHL win. Okay. Uh, who's that against? Calgary Flames. Calgary? 2 1. Yep. Um, locker room prank. Uh, what's the best one that you've seen? The best one that I've seen. Um, ooh. We had a few ones when they when they took the took some pants and then they they sewed the the last piece of it off. So when you try to stick your leg through your pants, you can't get them through. <laughs> Stuff like that, or with the socks. Um, what else do we have? I, I like the the lock. So you take just a, a normal padlock, and then you 
you you lock your shoes together because all those <laughs> everyone used the sneaker shoes nowadays and they usually have this loop on at the back uh-huh. of the shoe so you just take a padlock and you lock them together there and usually you, you never want to cut those because shoes are expensive right, right. So has, has flower played any on you yet I, I think so. So there were, so he had a shout out there in Columbus and after a game I, I went and showered and I just took a towel, didn't think of it and <laughs> I started and just got shaving cream all it's over. It's a hundred percent flower. So I, I think I think I got Yeah. Yeah. Because uh last year in Montreal there was one of the great ones where he uh where Galagoski grasped grabbed a shower, a, a towel and put it on his face, got it all shaving cream, and Boldy started hysterically laughing at him, and he grabbed the towel and put it all over his face. <laughs> he had no clue that there was two on the side, and that was definitely a flower operation. Um uh what was the last question I had for you? It was a good one too. Um Let's say, oh, here's one. Uh, sport behind, besides hockey, esports. Esports. Yeah, I'm. I I like playing video games. I I try and watch a lot of League of Legends esports and and um, Counter Strike esports. That's awesome. Um, and last one. Uh, j- uh, your what job would you do if you weren't a hockey player? Uh, I think I would would drive around like a a tractor, a loader tractor, and and. Uh, or like a uh, excavator. So be out digging, digging stuff or, or moving snow in the winter and, and stuff like that. Cause I, so much fun to, to drive around. Really cool. So where do you think you, you could take this right now? I mean, uh, right now it just seems like this team is, is, I mean, points in 11 straight. You've been great. Flower has been great. Team started to actually score goals. I was joking with that for flower today. He's like, wow, we've scored three in Winnipeg, not empty net three in Calgary. It's like, feels like eight. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's a self that that can can stop it. Um, if it's always when you when you take your foot off the gas, you you get one loss and then you kind of panic a little bit because you you usually play a bad game when you mm-hmm. when you do that and they get another loss. So if you just keep keep the foot on the gas and, and practice hard, you usually you usually can stay it for for a long time. Well, hey, Philip, it's been just awesome watching you play. I mean, to me, it's been one of the best stories of this wild season, really. I mean, yeah, I think that a lot of people didn't know a lot about you when you got here, and now you look at you, and this has just been an unbelievably consistent stretch. Uh, are you starting tomorrow night, by the way? Uh, we'll see. I can't tell you. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is uh, Philip Gustafson, and uh, don't forget those disc golfs. Make sure you go home and get those discs for yeah. uh, disc golf in Arizona. That's Philip Gustafson. Have a great road trip, Philip. Thank you very much. Here's a word from one of our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, my thanks to Philip Gustafson for joining this week's edition of Straight from the Source. The guy is playing rock solid, and hopefully you learned a lot more about him. Uh, just has been a revelation this season for the Wild to go along with Mark andre Fleury. And by the way, if you weren't on the live room Monday that I did with Joe Smith, well, you can listen to that back on the Athletic app and also Apple Plus and things like that. Next week on the Roundtable with Rob Pizzo, Jesse Granger, and myself on the Athletic Hockey Show, we'll be covering the NHL GM's meetings in Florida. I'll be down there and I'll have an interview with a couple of general managers, including potentially Florida's 
uh, Bill Zito and Edmonton's Kenny Hollins. And Sean Gentilly will stop by for a full recap of the meetings as well. We'll be both down in Florida. Get a new subscription to The Athletic for $2 per month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash trade from the source. Again, that's a new subscription to The Athletic for $2 per month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash trade from the source. Talk to you soon, everybody. Thank you.